Go in the air, deep right center Go. field. Two run, home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers. So watch it go out. Chuck Nasty. Two run, home run, David Dahl. And Nolan drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. I don't want to lose your love tonight. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use that promo code DNVR20. You'll get 20% off your entire purchase of that CBD-infused, deliciously rich and potentially life-altering Strava Craft Coffee. I am your host, Drew Creaseman. I am the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And joining us today, as we are seeing is more often the case, and we are very excited about that, Michaela Perkins, to discuss... A Colorado Rockies series lost their first of the season, a very, very frustrating game where they go down to a 13 to seven to the Arizona Diamondbacks in a game where, again, they got a decent start out of Antonio Sensatella. Uh, this one really fell apart in an eight inning, eight, an eight run eighth inning for the Diamondbacks. Just absolutely brutal stuff uh, from Tyler Kinley there. Michaela, I, I want to start with you on this one since this is one of those ones that can shake a foundation, can shake a faith a little bit of a person when you're you're experiencing the high highs of the Rocky start to the season. How disappointing is this? Can you compartmentalize it and say, hey, look, they were going to lose a series eventually. I'm not that concerned or just the ugliness of it how many runs they gave up, the implosion of the bullpen. Are you more worried about there being some fundamental problems here? Yeah, I mean, it was an ugly loss. Um, there's not too many ways you can justify what we just saw, unfortunately. Um, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself and just throw in the towel. Obviously, you're going to have games like these where, you know, just things aren't clicking and the team's not gelling. So I don't want to throw it away. I don't want to throw the towel in, but man, that was just demoralizing to watch, you know, and especially when you said you've had such a great experience watching the team so far and they've been doing so well and they've been exceeding your expectations. And then they start to like fall in some of those old patterns that are really discouraging. It's uh, not great, but I'm not ready to give up yet. I'm still positive. We just got to brush this off, enjoy an off day and get back at it. Yeah, I, I think the off day, you know, if, if they'd won this game, you'd almost be going like, and especially if Charlie Blackman was still hitting right, you'd almost be going like, oh, man, that off day couldn't come at a worse time. But Charlie goes over, the team ends up losing, and now you're kind of looking at this this Thursday off day, Patrick, as a, oh, okay, okay good. They need, to, they need to get a deep breath. They need to relax a little bit and then go back out there on Friday and, and retackle this thing. Yeah, it's a good opportunity for them to regroup. Um, and, and maybe kind of realize that sometimes the more things change, the more they stay the same because you have this fantastic pitching staff that's leading all of baseball and ERA starters, relievers alike. And then they come into the series and the Diamondbacks tie a, a record for most runs scored in a three game series with 32 runs, you know, the uh, bullpen, so a <laughs> couple guys, you know, not even able to get an out like we saw with Tyler Kinley today. So of course that's really frustrating, but Obviously, there are some some highlights and some you know uh, silver linings to to pull from this game, particularly Nolan Arenado. Uh, but you're right; I think the off day is coming at a good time. 
uh, as they will need to regroup because it's going to now be 20 straight days with a game. And going into the season, there are only a handful of teams that had 20 games in 20, 20 days. Now, of course, because of these doubleheaders, I think the Cardinals may need to play something like 55 games in 22 days. I'm not sure what the number is right now, <laughs> yeah, right. but the Rockies should almost be thankful it's only 20 games in a whopping 20 days. Yeah, right. It's it's going to be interesting to see how all of that plays out. Patrick, you mentioned something. You, you sent me a text about something. I think we should actually make this a, a regular segment of what we do at the end of every series. And I want to bring on somebody new to the podcast, new to the company, and throw him right into the fire and make him be the first to answer this question. So we've got to bring on now somebody we're very excited to have here at DNVR joining us on the golf beat, but he knows his baseball as well. I've had the opportunity to talk with him quite a bit from DNVR golf. Our guy, Spencer Smith, joining us now. How's it going, man? How you doing? Hey, I'm good, guys. How are you? We're doing great. I know you're you're in a different part of the bar that I am right now, and you're uh, uh, taking in this Avs game as well as we're, we're trying to focus on a lot of great sports going on here in the world of uh, Colorado sporting events. But I wanted to throw this thing at you, something we're going to do first uh, first now, and, and I think moving on here. Michaela, you're up next. What did you learn from this series against the Diamondbacks about the Colorado Rockies? I learned that, uh, honestly, as much as I wanted to trust the bullpen, it's not maybe as trustworthy as we thought it was going to be. Um, I'm not ready to throw in the towel, as Michaela said earlier. Uh, I don't I don't think that they're as bad as they were today, but I've also never thought they were as good as they were pitching the entire season. Um, and so and I think, you know, they're going to they're going to win a lot of games by Freeland, Marquez, Gray going into the seventh inning and having one to two guys. And they don't have the, you know, de facto closer. Scott Oberg's out for the season. So they're going to kind of piecemeal it together. But I don't think we can expect shutdown innings from every guy every day. I don't think they can expect to win a lot of games going into the seventh up three, two, two to one, something like that. I think that's a that's a fair thing to take away from this series. There were a lot of question marks there. Uh, Michaela, what did you feel like you learned from this series with the Diamondbacks. I was going to go the bullpen route as well, yeah. but since Spence already took it, I'll say that the left side of the field isn't as invincible as I thought that they were with some ugly fielding uh, from Mr. Story. So uh, it was a little discouraging to see like little mistakes like that. Um, you know, those things are completely avoidable and in, in control of those infielders. So obviously, you know, it's not time to hit the panic button. Story and Nolan are still the, the best left side in baseball, and I will firmly stand by that. But um, it was a little discouraging to see some of those very preventable mistakes happening um, on the defensive end. Yeah, solid point. I I, I got to agree with both of those. Uh, I, I do think the, the defense, you know, is probably going to tighten up, but it got, it's been ugly. I mean, that's just based on history. It's not based on anything we've seen this season, right? It it was spotty out there again today, and, and not just, again, the left side. There there were that, that big uh, fifth inning, not before they got to the eighth inning, where Sam Hilliard lost a ball in the sun, Rymal Tapia made a bad throw, and it ends up leading to three runs and probably chases Sensatella from the game before he should have been out of there so those defensive miscues have been huge patrick what'd you learn from the series uh the number one thing i would probably put uh, atop this list is that garrett hampson is your new leadoff hitter 
We saw him go four for five today uh, with another triple, another rally sparking triple. Yep. In fact, uh, they got three runs there in the eighth. And with a four-hit game, the first of his career, I think he's really starting to cement himself as the guy atop this lineup. He's got the speed. You know, he has some on-base presence. And, you know, Buddy really likes what he can do at the top of the lineup. And I think that's going to bode well for David Dahl to just kind of get back into his rhythm. And then, you know, before no time, and it could even be several weeks until, we, you know, before we see Dahl back in that lead-up spot. But for right now, Garrett Hampson is now your guy batting a leadoff. His position is a question mark, right? You can put him wherever you need to. You you make the entire lineup, and the last guy you, you put in there is Garrett Hampson batting number one, which is a very strange thing. But it, it goes to show you, you know, uh, the dynamism of uh, a guy like Garrett Hampson with his positional flexibility and what he can do at the top of that order. Yeah, he, he's looked great there since moving there, and obviously we've seen the struggles of – David Dahl, and I know there have been a lot of those questions. You know, those were some of the other bright spots. We did see some things today. So you took the ones I would have said, uh, especially uh, Michaela and Spencer. You kind of nailed the two things I was looking at that I, I learned the most from this series. So to go the, the positive route, I also learned that just because it's a sprint, you can't give up on guys in these major slumps. We saw Raimal Tapia go out there have a huge series, and suddenly the kid's batting over 300 when he was batting under 200 coming in. Ryan McMahon goes out and has a big three-run home run that you thought for a while was going to hold up as the difference in the game, put the team up 4-2 to two at the time, despite the fact that he's been striking out. David Dahl is still firmly in his slump, but I think this was also a reminder that it only takes a couple of hits there, and these guys can start to break out. We've seen it here uh, with Nolan Arenado in particular. So I will raise a glass to the king of the game, brought to you by DraftKings. Remember to use that promo code DNVR because you can get a sign-up bonus of up to 1000 bucks. And even though this one obviously not a win for your Colorado Rockies, anytime Nolan Arenado hits a couple of home runs, it's good news for the future of the team. It's good news for where your club is at and uh, Michaela, we talked about this yesterday. I'll go right back to you on this one because I asked you, you know, you took a day off. He came out. He got four hits. What do you think? Is this is he about to go on a run? You said, yep. And well, here he goes. He comes out, hits a couple of, of big home runs. Uh, it's got to be a joy to watch Nolan Arenado when he comes up to the plate right now. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so happy for him. Um, you know, I can't imagine how hard it was, must have been being in that offensive slump, especially for Nolan when he's so used to being such a productive member of the offense. Um, so I really just believe that sometimes you need those off days, those reset days to get your get it together, figure it out, find out what's going on, whether that's taking extra swings or talking to your hitting coach and Whatever it might be, I'm glad that he figured it out because I think now this is when Nolan's going to start going on a tear. And if other guys are struggling in the lineup, which that seems to be the case, um, they're going to need Nolan to go on a tear. So it's great to see him producing those runs, getting those hits. Um, I think the Rockies really need it right now. So hopefully he can continue that going into the next series against the Rangers. Spence, you know a thing or two about swinging a stick around what do you think about the way the offense is going what do you make of what charlie blackman is doing lately i, I know we went over today it was bound to happen uh in fact like man you come from the world of golf and and there are hot streaks and cold streaks and you're in a rhythm and not in a rhythm with a swing when you see a guy going like that what do you what do you make of something like that 
honestly, it's it's still unbelievable because it, even as a fan, you kind of feel that same thing. He steps in the pl- up to the plate, and you're like, that's he's going to be a double. It's going to be a homer. And he's looking at it. It probably looks like a softball or like a basketball out there. And it, it's, the, like you said, the same thing with golf. Sometimes you just step up to a shot. just suits your eye. You feel good about it. And in golf, I know, and I'm sure baseball, I've never played above the C-team high school level, but when you feel good Same, bro. And you go there <laughs> and you, uh, you feel like you can, you're can, you going to hit it, you hit it. And then golf's the same way. I, I go up to a shot, it feels good. And usually I talk. if you talk yourself into a good shot, you hit a good shot. Um, but if you, if you uh, that's a goal. That's an I was going to say, see if you can guess what just happened there. That's a great point. I just thought, I just thought Spencer made a really good point. I mean, I, <laughs> I could hold myself back, but you know, some of our folks at the bar, not as much. But great point. Great point. Really over the moon about the point that Spence is making here. Please continue. <laughs> but <laughs> great, yes. great point. And, and it goes the opposite way too, guys. Like, you know, Ryan McMahon hit that home run today, but right. he had another at bat in the eighth inning when it looked like they're coming back and he swung through three straight fastballs right down the middle of the plate. Right. So you can tell he's not fully out of it yet, but at the same time, like, you know, when guys aren't going as well until they get that turned around they're they're in their own head, like they're swinging through pitches that they should be hitting out of the, out of the stadium. Yeah. Drew, you said, you know, can't count guys out of the lineup. I don't think anyone is counting, you know, Arenado out uh, at all. But I think what one of the other things that we learned this week uh, in this Diamondback series was ultimately that Arenado is ready to be back in that MVP conversation, right? With with the series he had against the D-backs, went 8 for 12, 19 bases, 3 home runs, 7 RBI, you know, he just kind of catapults himself back up. And although they didn't get the win today, he was able to step up where Charlie Blackman wasn't. So Charlie Blackman's the guy getting all the headlines, rightfully so, for still hitting over 400. Yeah, and now yeah. Arenado is ready to say, okay, cool, you got your shine. Now it's time for me to be the MVP again. So I think that's a, that's a big takeaway and a really, you know, great uh, silver lining from this series. Yeah, a- absolutely. And again, I got to throw it out. My guy Tapia, come on. Like, he's not like people were ready to send this kid to the moon because he couldn't hit in the first 14 games of the season. Let's keep it calm. Let's remember what they're there to do. And I think he also showed you again why sometimes he DHs instead of playing out there in the field. That it's not just about being the fastest guy who can jump the highest and who has the best arm. Uh, y- you got to make the right decisions. So, I think he earned more hitting time, uh, not necessarily more, more time in the field in this series out there today. I do want to talk about someone I've got to raise my glass to, and you might think it's strange. If you just looked at the box score, you're like, why are you raising your your mango mosaic, your Breck brew, to Antonio Sensatella on this day? What do you got there, Spence? I got uh, Strawberry Sky. Strawberry Sky, straight up. No RK special, just the straight Strawberry Sky. You got to appreciate that. One of the best places you can get it is down here at the DNVR bar. You know that. But one of my favorite places to get it is out there by the people who make it themselves at the farmhouse. And you can call 303-803-1380 from noon to 8 and use code DNVR because you save 5 bucks off both the food and the drink at the farmhouse. You get yourself some Breck Brew. You get yourself some wings, maybe a burger, some nachos, whatever you get. But whatever you do, make sure you use that code DNVR. You get 5 bucks off both the food and the beer and today i suggest you toast whatever breck beer you have to antonio senzatella because while he gave up five quote unquote earned runs 
I'm charging him for three. I'm giving him the Coors Field quality start. That fifth inning was ridiculous. Uh, Another soft hit parade from the Arizona Diamondbacks. I think we saw more positive things from Antonio Sensatella. We're seeing more positive things from the Colorado Avalanche. Good time for that to happen. But uh, Michaela... Despite everything, are are you buying what I'm selling here? Were you encouraged further by the start of Antonio Sensatella today, or or would you like him to, to see him tighten up and maybe escape some of those innings? While there were mistakes behind him, maybe a, a strikeout pitch here and there, and he limits the damage out there today. Yeah, I really wasn't. Uh, I'm kind of on the fence. I wasn't underwhelmed, but I wasn't overwhelmed either. I think he definitely needs to tighten up some of those pitches. The good news is, is his slider is absolutely nasty. I mean, I, his slider is phenomenal. So I'm happy that he has finally really located and locked in on that pitch since he struggled with it last season. Um, but right. yeah, some of the, uh, I'm, I'm on the fence. I'm not overwhelmed. I'm not underwhelmed. It wasn't, it was an okay start for me. I, like I said, I would have preferred him to clean up some of those things, but um, again, the theme is I'm not ready to throw in the towel. I'm not hitting the panic button quite yet. Um, he's still a great pitcher and he put up a, a, a decent performance today. I, th- I think one of the, the nice takeaways from this was how well he was able to pitch against Cattell Marte. Now, granted, Marte was two for three against him, but he only had s- singles. And going into this series, he was seven for 14 with two extra base hits against Senzatella. So that was a guy that definitely had Senza's number. And I think, you know, Antonio did a nice job of, of kind of keeping that down. They were hard hit balls. But at the same time, again, you gotta you gotta look at at the bright side to a lot of this. Yeah, and uh, you know, O Rochoso coming in asking, uh, you know, we talked about Kinley a little bit and how the last couple of outings and obviously this one have not gone his way. I'll I'll throw this to you, Spence, first because you had talked about you know the bullpen issues and there's obviously a lot of question marks here. We've seen this experience with Tyler Kinley so far he, as advertises. Like he, he allows a lot of base runners. He gets a lot of strikeouts. He wasn't able to work out of the jam today. You can put most of this loss, unfortunately, I think, on his shoulders. Who are the guys in this bullpen that you're feeling most confident in moving forward? Who are the guys you're, you're most questioning? Can you take something like this from Kinley and compartmentalize it? Or is everybody still a giant question mark because we just have no idea? Well, the thing I actually try to take from these, being a Rockies fan all this time and these last couple of years with the struggling bullpen or certain players is, I, you know, I'd rather them give up six runs in one game and then be shut down for four or five games than give up one or two runs a game every time. I love this theory. I, I love this theory. Keep going. But I, I thought that as the, as it was happening today, I was like, good. Get it all yeah. out there in the eighth. Get it right. Exactly. And and I feel, you know, I feel pretty good about Tyler Kinley. Like at pitching at Coors Field, your stuff isn't as nasty as it is other places, just doesn't move as much. But when he's hitting 98 and he's got a nasty fallout slider, like guys like that are just if as long as he can locate, they're going to succeed. And another thing I actually like to see, ironically, out of a dude that allowed six runs, five runs is he wasn't walking guys. Um, and you know, like he, he gave up hits and I get that, but it's, uh, I, I can't stand when, especially bullpen pitchers come in and can't find the strike zone. You know, you're going to get hit. Sometimes these, these guys get paid to hit too. The diamondbacks were looking to break out of their slump at some point and they did. Um, but it, it's, it's just a matter of, you know, getting that one bad game out of there. Um, as, as far as guys I trust right now, 
I know it was just one one out last night, but Daniel Bard, man, what a first of all, what a story. Second of all, I th- make that dude the closer right now, and I'm I'm comfortable with it, man. I think uh, you know Jairo Diaz is that guy that's kind of he's got the stuff, but he's picking pick trying to pick corners and not hitting them. Bard came in last night on the black, on the black slider. See you later. Let's go home after that game was way closer than it should have been. Yep. Yep. Totally agree. I know Michaela's got to get out of here. Do you have any last thoughts for us on the series, on the ball club, everything? I do. Rockies fans, listen to me. Listen, do not panic. It is not time to start panicking. I know this series was disappointing not the performance we were hoping for from our Rockies, but don't give up on this team yet. I think the Rangers are going to be hopefully a good series. So don't give up on this team yet. Don't throw in the towel. It's not time to panic. Stick with it. (laughs) Boom. There it is. Wise words from a wise person. Thank you so much for joining us for this one. We'll catch up with you again. And I see y'all back in the up. Tough day, but overall, Colorado still 12 and 6. Still first place in the NL West. Imagine that. We're we're out here nitpicking a team that's first place in the NL West. So it's gonna be all right, Rockies fans. Don't self-deprecate quite yet. <laughs> <laughs> not not quite yet. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Michaela. Well, as she makes her way out of here, I do want to remind everyone as we're talking about golf and baseball and hockey going on in the world we're, we're whacking sticks around and one of my favorite ways to do that is digitally with wgt golf which you can get totally for free at dnvrgolf.com you can play closest to the hole or full stroke play at world famous golf courses including beth page black st andrews and more you can join now the third country club that we have started at DNVR because it's been such a popular, such a fun experience for everybody and free. Did I mention that it's free? You get it totally for free at dnvrgolf.com on your phone or laptop. Join us playing WGT golf today. Uh, I do want to go ahead and we'll, we'll have plenty of opportunities to look forward at the series with the day off. So, so we're not going to look ahead to the, Rangers just yet, Patrick, and you and I will catch up on that later. But Spence, while we've got you around here uh, for a little while, I I do want to ask you, you started to touch on it there, but these guys in the slumps, man, this, this is a thing that again, you know, you, you've got to coach guys through in the, in in the golf world. You've got to talk through this. You've got to figure that out when uh, David Dahl in particular is a guy I'm looking at here. When, when you see him, what, what do you see? when he's in the box right now that maybe with your eye is, is maybe a little bit different. Well, to me, he's, he's usually successful when he attacks right away. And he, I don't think he's doing that as much. He doesn't look like he's doing that as much attacking early in the counts, um, especially early in the season. I think what was he four for four? He was the only guy with the hit the very first game of the season. I thought, Oh, this is the year he breaks out. And granted, you know, I mean, it's a short year. We're almost a third of the way through it already, which is insane to think yeah. about, but, I think he just needs to be, you know, like I said, kind of same with golf. He just needs to be a little more confident and attack right away when he sees a good pitch. Um, I watched him, especially, I think it was last night, take a few pitches that I'm like, David Dahl doesn't take that. He's he's cutting at those. And and when he starts taking more pitches, now it's good to get deep into counts, um, especially, you know, where he's hitting in the lineup. He's got so much protection around him, man. Just attack. You got guys like Nolan, Charlie Blackman's hitting almost 500, you know, Garrett Hampton sure, sure. coming on. Um, just attack early in the counts and look for your pitches. I, I don't think he's doing that as much as of now than he was earlier in the year. Yeah, it is worrisome that he he, he has struck out seven times, and in, in the Arizona series he was That's over 12. So 
Um, you know, not not great. And as, as Spencer said, you know, those three hits right there on opening day, you go, oh, man, he's about to take it to that next level. He is a younger version of Charlie Blackman. And no one's saying that he won't be, but um, these struggles are definitely uh, a big surprise and a hiccup where we did not think we'd see one from him. But again, for all of these issues that might be popping up between the bullpen and Dahl and Hilliard and McMahon and, okay, Tapia's finally doing some things and snapping out of it. For all of those things that might be detractors, the team is still 12-6, and six, and you're just starting now to see the best of Nolan Arenado. I don't think you've seen the best of Trevor Story at the plate. You definitely haven't seen the best of him in the field. And Right, right. And, and there's still plenty more to come from a lot of other guys, particularly like John Gray. So, um, you know, again, all those things being considered, Things are going really well and are going much better to plan. And I think last night after uh, the podcast, Drew and I and Michaela, we were trying to do the math real quick. The Rockies are like eight games ahead of the final wild card spot because, again, eight teams right. will be in the playoffs from the National League. So all you need to have ultimately is, is a 500 record. You might even sneak in with one win less than that. And I know it's it's strange to be sitting at 12-6 and six and to think, like, oh, yeah, maybe just go 30 and 30 and, and all will be well. But, hey, in a worst-case scenario, you are still sneaking into the 2020 MLB playoffs. Yeah, and and it is funny because you even this one, you look at their losses and go, all of them were winnable games in, in one way or another. All six of their losses were games that they could have won if things had gone one way or another. But it just goes further to my point that they haven't gotten especially lucky that they – They've had some of these games have gone against them. In fact, four to six of them have gone against them now at this point. And that's just the nature of the game of baseball. The Rockies weren't going to win every single series that they played in this year. This is the first one that they've dropped. Obviously, you want to see them get back out there and beat a team like Texas, who they should. But the final point that I wanted to make on David Dahl, and again, Spence, I feel like this goes into sort of that mental approach to the game, right? Is I don't think he's ever gone through this before. I mean, ever. At no point in his minor league career did he go through a slump like this. At no point in his major league career when healthy has he struck out this much. Remember, he began his career with a 17-game hit streak. Um, He's never experienced this. And this is something I talk to guys a lot about. We've talked to, like, Spilly and Sully a lot about this, how when you haven't experienced failure before, you don't know how to respond to it. When you've never lost it, you don't know where to look for it. You don't know where to find it because it's never been gone before. Um, I So I think, you know, he's going to rely on the guys around him and, and pick the brain of a guy like like Charlie Blackman. But it, it is really fascinating. And, and I think that's where, you know, and, and you can take whatever mental approach you want to this, Spence. But the flip side of it is the pitchers that we've seen then I've gone through it. Sensatella has gone through the struggles, man. John Gray, we know, has gone through the struggles. Kyle Freeland, we watched him go through those struggles last year and have to come out the other side of it. Herman Marquez, the same. Now David Dahl, for the first time in his career, is going through the struggles. It's going to be interesting to see how mentally he can attack it. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually had a question for you guys on David Dahl and just the way the way the team set up this year, you know, every game matters a lot more. Um, do you think he feels any sort of internal pressure with how many other dudes there are that could be playing? Now, granted, it's nice to be able to let Charlie DH. Um, I love the DH in, in baseball. I know a lot of people hate it. I love it. 
uh, especially being a Rockies fan. I love having that, you know, the ninth guy being Tony Walters or Diaz or something like that instead of a pitcher. Um, but do you guys think he's feeling any internal pressure as far as like, okay, he, Hilliard, while he's not playing that well, maybe needs some playing time. Now Hampson's playing well. Tappy is playing well. He's like, well, if, you know, am I, am I losing out on a, is he adding pressure to himself by having such a stacked outfield? I think Dahl knows his position on the roster, and I think he knows his, his value and how important he is for the success of the 2020 Rockies. But I think you're right. I think you touched on something there that when you get to a certain point where there's enough people with you know similar resumes to you as far as being top prospects, high round draft picks, or you know top dollar international free agents like Ryan Altapia, you look and say, well, these guys are getting it done right now, and I'm not. And in this shortened season whoever's doing the deed is going to get the most opportunity. So that's the point, Spencer, like you're saying, you maybe you're pressing a little bit and you're getting inside oh. your own head. Um, but it, over the, you know, the long haul, you know, there'll be guys, Charlie will get in his ear, buddy will let him know, like you were an all-star last year. These guys yeah, were, on, these guys were fighting for starting time and, and playing time ultimately. Right. So you are our guy. So we're going to yep. maybe do things a little differently as we would with anyone. Hey, Nolan had it. Uh, take a day off and and just sit and ride the bench, even though that's something he hates. Well, look what he did after that. Yep. You really think Nolan is worried about his spot at third base? Heck no. So you shouldn't worry about your spot either. Just because we so, moved you down to seventh in right. the lineup. Yeah, I'm I'm so completely with you. They need to be having this conversation with him right now, Patrick, because David Dahl's a a star player in this league, and he needs to understand that. And and like, look, this is ugly. It's bad, but 100 percent like. Just because we moved you from leadoff to seventh doesn't mean we don't believe in you anymore. And you certainly can't stop believing in you because that's the end of it in baseball. You, you, and in probably any pro sport, but especially when you're trying to hit a baseball, if you don't walk up to the plate thinking I'm going to get a hit, then you're not. <laughs> you're, you're just not. So, I think Dahl has seen some of the contributions that some of the players at the bottom of the lineup have had. You know, again. To varying effects, but there are are those days like Tapia yesterday, you know, was was fantastic and you know nearly helped the team in that that comeback victory on Tuesday night. So, you know, you can still contribute at any spot in the lineup. And again, if you're if you want to get that top spot back as the leadoff hitter or wherever else in the lineup in a premier position, you just need to produce no matter where you're at. And and I think him dropping down, as you said, Drew, just takes a little bit of pressure off of him. Uh, they're they're, they're going to have these conversations with him already because David Dahl is a guy that you're going to need to win. And, and this team can still go deep into the playoffs with David Dahl as a number seven hitter, right? That's not a bad thing if Garrett Hampson stays really the number yeah. one hitter. That, right. And you've right. got an all-star batting behind all of those other all-stars. So it just really lengthens in the lineup. And again, it's a team game, and David Dahl gets that. So uh, at the end of the day, he gets it. He's a pro. Yeah, I think so. I I, I think that I, I think Michaela said it best very early on. Nowhere near close to throwing the towel. No matter what happens, the next time the Colorado Rockies take the field on Friday, they will be at least tied for first place in the NL West. They could still hold it all to themselves, depending on what the Dodgers do between now and then. So since the Avs guys are getting ready uh, to take this thing over, you know, I, I sent this out on Twitter. Uh, my mother has a theory that not all three of your teams can win in the same day. It just can't happen. It's just the cosmos will not let it happen. So the running theory for, for me now is this, the Colorado Rockies stepped aside 
on this Wednesday afternoon so that the Avalanche and potentially the Nuggets could go forth and do great things in much more important games. Would have been nice to take this series from the Diamondbacks, but all that said, not the most important game of the season so far for the Rockies. Uh, they've got some coming up. I think they're going to go out there and tackle it again. Spence, we've got to have you back on before too long, man. Maybe make you a semi-regular part of these series wrap-up shows. It was really great to have you on, man. Absolutely. I appreciate it, guys. I love talking Rockies. I've been playing baseball since I was four. Rockies are my my first love, essentially, and uh, I'll, I'll talk baseball with you guys anytime. So make sure you're following. It's what? Add Odd Bros Spence with two S's yep. in there. Odd Bros Spence. Uh, also, the, the DNVR golf stuff. You got to check out all of that. Uh, and the, the podcast, Big Drive Energy, really good stuff you're doing out there. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening into this episode of the DNVR Rockies podcast. Make sure that you're following us on all the social media. We just threw Spence's at you. I'm at Drew Creaseman. He's at Patrick D. Lyons. And, of course, you know, at DNVR underscore Rockies. you got to subscribe to the DNVR.com so you don't miss out on any of that written content. Plus, you can get all kinds of cool deals on this merchandise, including the hat that I'm wearing right now, the one Spence has got on. Patrick's rocking a DNVR shirt. We got masks, all kinds of cool stuff that you can get. And you can get stuff down here at the DNVR bar, not just Breckenridge beer, but also plenty of this merch. You got to come join us for one of these watch parties. Got to drink yourself some Strava Craft coffee, as Patrick has got there. And don't panic. In the immortal words of Michaela Perkins, and also thank her. Make sure you're following her at Michaela E. Perkins on Twitter. Don't panic, Rockies fans. We'll see you again on Friday. In fact, we will see you tomorrow on Thursday. Patrick and I will for the DFA show at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. You got to join us live. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Click the bell icon so that you make sure you're getting that notification when we go live. We're going to have a whole lot of fun. We're going to play some games. We're going to do some trivia. We're going to make a fun baseball day out of an off day. The Rockies might not be playing, but that doesn't mean you get no baseball on Thursday. Join us for that, and then they're back out there again on the field on Friday. Baseball never ends. Then it's then it's to the then it's a sprint to the end of the season, boys. Here we go. So thank you all for remaining absolutely awesome out there. We will continue to remain absolutely Patrick, Drew, and Spence in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.